Strength means being who you are, being vulnerable and authentic and showing others that being themselves is being strong. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast and welcome to a brand new year. Woo! Woo 2021 is here. Pop champagne. <laughs> we, however, are not about to say that we hope that 2021 is better than 2020. We do hope that you have a freaking bomb ass year that's full of abundance and gratefulness and joy and just all the awesome things that you totally deserve. However, we both believe, Jessica and I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jess, but we think that 2020, no matter what you went through, was still a really good year because it shaped you to be a stronger, more powerful you. Am I Mm -hmm. right? Amen. And... That word right there is a perfect introduction. If you listen to our last episode, we talked about picking a word for the year. This year's word for the In Raw Life podcast is strong or strength. So that is the word that we are challenging you to embody. That's the word that we are going to powerfully embody throughout every episode of the podcast. Um, But Seriously, let's just reflect on 2020 for a second, if you want, because um, I know, like, I have friends that had terrible years. I didn't have a bad year. I mean, I had the same year that most people had, but I have some people that are close to me that had years that could seriously just go to hell. Like, they're awful, <laughs> and I feel <laughs> I, I sincerely, like, I, I empathize and I. I want to hold your hand if you went through that. I myself have gone through really dark years and I know I know the pain of that. But I also have come out of like five years of back-to-back darkness and I can promise you that no matter what 2020 brought you, no matter how hard it was, no matter how much pain you went through, I can promise you that it strengthened you for something better and that you will overcome. So mm. – that is nothing to do with our podcast today, but I just wanted to say that because I felt like, ugh, I just, I know that there is power on the other side because I'm living proof that there is. And so I wanted to encourage you, if you had a crappy 2021, it doesn't have to be that way forever. That doesn't define your life. It strengthens who you will be in your life. So Yeah, I love that. Anyway, um, so we have an exciting topic to talk about today. It is the word priority. And being a wordy uh, person, I have a pet peeve about this word, but we'll get into that in just a bit. First, Jessica, give me your reality check for today. Ooh, reality check. Um, uh, 
my biggest struggle right now or my reality check is just I caught my daughter's 24-hour cold last week. Mm. And it's just still lingering. I mean, it was like a over in one day, but I have this – this is so adult boring talk. But I have these sinus issues and I've had them for years <laughs> and I've gotten them checked out and nobody sees anything wrong. But it, like my ears won't pop. Like, they take forever, even after just one day of bare minimum cold symptoms. Like, my ears, and it drives me nuts. It drives me so crazy. So, that's my reality check. That's it. I just want my ears <laughs> to pop. I just want them to feel normal. That's all. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, though. But, I mean, you know, I woke up this morning, and I thought that they were popped, but, of course, and they weren't. But I woke up this morning and I was annoyed about something. I don't know what, like the dog on top of the covers and I couldn't move my feet. And then my alarm went off and I was like, okay, let me snooze it for five minutes and do my gratitude practice. And I just started – and the first thing that I did, I said, okay, the dog was annoying me and I don't want to start my day that way. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful that she <laughs> protects us. I'm grateful for her love. And so I started it off that way and then I went through this yeah. whole chain of things and it was just so much better. Did you say you're grateful for your clear sinuses? I think I did because I thought they were clear. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep saying it. Yes, I will. I am grateful for my clear sinuses and my ears that I will never have to pop again. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> well, the good news is that your sinusy voice is super sexy. So I know. You just love my sexy, my sexy post- <laughs> Uh, cold voice. Post-nasal drip. <laughs> oh, ew, I hate that term. It's so disturbing. No, it is. So I apologize if I do cough or anything during this. I will I will do my best to edit it out. <laughs> you have like a coughing attack in the middle of I know. This I really want to like blow my moment. nose right now. <laughs> oh, man. So me, I – hmm. Um, I don't even know where to start. I guess I'm just – I'm really emotional – Right now, um, I think it has a little bit to do with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to get emotional at Christmas time, especially when I spend Christmas with my mom. <laughs> she, she's, I'm just imagining her. She's behind on the podcast and she like jumps through them. I feel like she's going to come straight to this one and be like, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but it's not her and she knows it. Um, it's just – it's our blended family. It brings up a lot of like really tough stuff from my childhood that I still – that I thought I processed through, but it still just hurts mm-hmm. when we're together. Um, God. And so it's just – I'm always like, okay, this year's going to be fine. Like I expect to be emotional. I'm ready for it. And I was so ready for it that when the emotions hit, they were for absolutely nothing like, it was really nothing. Like, I got embarrassed, which I never get embarrassed, mm. over something so silly. Like, I was embarrassed because I couldn't read something because my eyes are going bad, which is ridiculous. Like, I like I do get sad that my eyes are going bad, but, like, whatever. It's just- Listen to us. We have sinus issues and eye problems. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who are we? But, yeah, but, like, normally I would just be like, oh, yeah, whatever. I can't read this tiny thing in this low light. But instead I just got really emotional about it. And, like, nobody knew I got emotional. I just mm-hmm. let them all make fun of me. And I was like, ha. And then I walked in the other room and was like, oh, oh. And so it was, again, ridiculous. Like, I wasn't 
it wasn't directed at anybody. It was just me processing through some stuff. And mm-hmm. that has carried on to now Christmas is over. I don't know how Christmas flew by because you and I have been so busy this month. I that know. I feel like I wasn't being as present with Christmas because I was so excited about what we're doing that I wasn't thinking, oh, Christmas is coming. I should revel in all the Christmas movies or whatever. So I feel like Christmas flew by. We didn't watch a Christmas movie until Christmas Day or Eve. It felt like July, you know? So, like, I was doing things with them. I was playing with them. But oh, I wasn't, like – That's okay. It doesn't have to. No, but I'm not. I'm sad because I'm, I've missed it. Like, I missed out on that opportunity, and now I'm trying to create it in the last week. Yeah, you, you can watch Christmas same. movies anytime. It's not the same. That's what I was just going to say. And you know what's extra fun and super Sierra-y is you can, like, pick a weekend or a week in March if you want and be like, let's have Christmas fun. It do- I, I, that's what I thought I would do with this week, and it's just not the same. It's well, because like, you're trying to force it. No, I just uh, – well, we're also packing to move. Yeah, you got a lot going on, and that's just the season that you're in. It's okay. Yeah, so that's the other emotion is the, the packing and the saying yeah. goodbye to this house. And Christmas Eve and Christmas Day itself was, like, amazing, and it was beautiful. And I laid with Arrow as he had sugar plums dancing in his head as, like – he was so excited for Santa, and it was like literally watching his face looked looked like he had sugar plums dancing in his head. Mm-hmm. That's how I can describe his sleepy face on Christmas Eve. But mm. anyway, so those were it was good. It was just like a bunch of roller coaster of emotions. Like this is the last our last year in this house, and our last year in Florida. And are we making the right choice? Did I make the right choice to leave California three years ago? Like just going through it all because of the move because of the heightened emotions of Christmas, because of spending Christmas with my family. It's just a lot of uh, emotional baggage I'm carrying with me this week. That's all. Yeah, it happens. And sometimes we don't we don't realize we haven't fully dealt with something. We're like, oh, I'm over it. So I'm good now. And it's like, mm-hmm. you got to dive a little deeper sometimes and things just come up. And also, I feel like like both of us are so like high frequency right now with all the exciting things and happy things Mm -hmm. that even the tiniest little thing can feel like a huge like drop, you know? Oh, yeah. It's not even a drop. Like they're not negative emotions. It's just like heightened. Like it just Mm -hmm. feels intense. Like, Well, yeah. I mean, it's something little can feel so big because everything else is so, whoa. Yeah, everything is, is heightened. But, I mean, like, also there's this side of me and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, like, the creative part of me. But part of me loves that emotional draw because usually I'm so logical and business-focused and I'm just, like, kind of going through all the motions or whatever. So when I get emotional, it's really exciting to me because I feel <laughs> like a human and I like the experience of emotions. And I like, you know, it's, like, cathartic to cry. That's kind of oh, how yeah. I feel about all of the emotions, so. So it's not terrible. It's just uh, not something I'm used to. <laughs> it's just life. It is. So priorities. Uh, that word Ooh, is buzzword. like nails on a chalkboard. It's like when people say – I always have to think about it when I give the example. It's like when people say, I could care less. It's like you – you can care less. Okay, so you can care less. So really you saying that statement doesn't mean anything because you could care less. So yes. you, you actually care a little bit. It's kind of oxymoron um, anyway. like. What? Priorities. Priorities or I couldn't. Yeah, I could mo- like oh. plural. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so I 
with the word priorities, I have always been well, – ever since I learned about how much of an oxymoron it is, which we'll get into that, it's always been something that bothers me. And, like, it stuck with me. I, I just realized in researching for this episode where I learned it. I learned it from the Essentialism book that I read. It was a recommendation to us, like, back in 2015 or 16. Mm-hmm. And I listened to the audiobook version of it, and it was so good. And he talked about this fact that the word priorities didn't even exist until the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Because the word was priority. It was created in... 1400 to talk about the number one biggest thing that you should be focusing on and then in the 1900s it's like they wanted to do some magic spell on how much time and energy we had so they just poof made it (laughs) plural and they're like oh by adding s to the end of priority we can magically give ourselves more energy and time in the day to focus on multiple most important things when it just isn't possible. Like mm-hmm. there's no changing the word isn't going to make you, um, you a magician. Um, but anyway, so that's why priorities is a word that drives me absolutely nuts because it's not even real. Like it's not possible. Yeah. I mean, most important, there can't be two most important. There has to be one. Most important. <laughs> well, I feel like I need to enunciate to get my point across. Right. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, in, there is no most importance. That doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, it's not, that's not, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So how, how do you suggest going about figuring this out? Is there always only allowed to be one priority in your life or? So I've been... Messing around with this idea, I was uh, inspired by this podcast I was listening to. What was the girl's name? It was Priscilla. The one you sent yesterday? Yeah. Can you pull it up on your computer? I want to know what her name was. Um, They were interviewing this woman named Priscilla something. I'll tell you in a minute. But she was talking about how one of her favorite things to do is to ask the advice of older women. Um, And I fully, I fully believe that. To be, I, I love asking the advice of women in general because I think we all have come from different places in life. So it's so interesting to soak in other people's life experiences to help add to your own. But anyway, she was asking this woman, I think, who was in her 80s uh, at her church. This is and she was like, what? Priscilla Shirer. Shirer? S-H-I-R-E-R. It was on the In the Light podcast with Dr. Anita Phillips interviewing Priscilla Schreier. <laughs> Either way, she asked this woman in her church who is about in her 80s, you know, like, what's the key to to life balance, to, like, having it all or whatever? And the woman said that most women look at their lives as a bunch of boxes. So you have your family box, your husband box, your serving the community, your work, your Friends. self-care. like. Friends, yeah, time with friends, um, all of it, right? Like taking care of the house, all everything has its box. And what women try to do is she was like, imagine that it's a clear box and you're pouring blue with liquid into it and you're trying to fill every single box all the way to the brim. And as soon as all of the brims are even, even there's enough blue liquid in each one, then you have a perfectly balanced life. However, that kind of 
approach to life causes chaos, exhaustion. It like it freaking wears you out. And so what her suggestion was was to pick two or three of those boxes to put all of your energy and fuel into so much to where the other boxes have drops in them, like barely anything left. It's all evaporated. It's all spilled out, whatever. None of the other box are being, boxes are being filled at all. And you're focusing on those one or two things, or those, sorry, those two or three ideas. And when you put your time and energy into that, that is going to fill, like that's going to give you the space to fill your life with the things that are the most important, I guess. Mm-hmm. The one of my favorite podcasts lately with Brooke Castillo, she has an episode about priorities and she talks about, you know, there's different seasons in life where one thing takes that top spot in being the priority over other things at different parts, like whether it's different parts of the year or different parts of your whole life. She was saying, you know, if health is really important to you, like you're always going to exercise, you're always going to take care of your body, hopefully. But maybe at a certain time, like if you're like really trying to get in shape, that becomes the top priority. Like you might, Mm -hmm. you know, miss out on one, like some time from your kid's soccer game because you're trying to exercise at that time. When in another season of life or another time of the year when that's not your top priority and your family's your top priority, you're going to make sure that you're at every single soccer game. Right. So it's. Yeah. That's the balance. The Sierra and I were talking about that this this morning is and you know our product has the word balance in it and it's not that we're trying to make everything perfectly balanced and even. It's that all the different pieces of your life need to have a certain weight to it at different times and they're going to change so that it's all in balance in your life and works properly together. Yeah, cuz that's that's the thing I think the best appro- the what the best way to approach the idea of priorities or your priority is to figure out what season of life you're in and balance your life according to that. So for me personally right now, my kids are young and they are my priority. Mm-hmm. They are like they're, this is not going to last forever. They're soon going to be adults married to their own ch- – like married to their own children. <laughs> married. Well, when, they're married ta- to- when they have toddlers, they'll be married to their children. Yes, exactly. Married to their own spouses with their own children and they will, you know, like they won't have time for me. So for right now, like I need to soak this up because Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm going to miss it. And as they get older and they get more, you know, even when they're staying in school longer, then I can put other things on my plate that are not there now. But I'm not going to feel guilty about not going out to coffee dates with my friends as much as I used to because I know that will come back in due season. Like this is not the season for weekly coffee dates with my besties. This is my season for weekly hot cocoa nights with my son. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's the difference. And it doesn't mean you won't get the other parts back. It just means – and it doesn't mean that the season won't change in a month. You know, Mm -hmm. you can have a month-long season of having a huge project at work that keeps you there late or having, you know, a – the season that your kids have soccer is that what you were saying like in when they're when they're in season for soccer games that's when you focus on that no I didn't mean like soccer season I was just saying if this if you're in the season of life where health is your health is of most importance then you might miss out on some of their soccer game because you're exercising at that time when health when your kids is the top priority at that time and they're in and they're in soccer that's more important than going to exercise got it and it doesn't mean 
that you let go of all these other things. Like you still find the time to exercise. You just might not be putting in as much time. You still find the time to meet up with friends when you can. You're just not doing it every week or three times a week. You mm-hmm. might be doing it once a month. And I think too, like if you're listening to this and you're thinking either way. So like if you listen to that and you thought, oh my gosh, not making it to one of my kids' soccer games kills me. Like it makes me physically sick. Well, that's a cue. That's your body telling you that your health probably isn't the priority right now. Your kids are. But if your body is, if your reaction was, oh my gosh, I have to go to another soccer game today. I just don't have it in me. That's your cue. Self-care might be your priority Mm -hmm. or your, you know, your own health or whatever it is. You have to listen to your gut and be able to make decisions and choices based on what your body's telling you. If you have an adverse reaction to something, now it's not necessarily like, oh, I don't want to work out today. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like lay in bed instead. I'm not talking about that. Like that's your body trying to refrain from change and which we have a whole episode about that. Yeah, it's finding right. it easier to stay in bed than to get up and work out. That's about habit. Right. That's not that's not the adverse reaction I'm talking about. I'm talking about like that deep in your gut feeling of like this means everything to me. I don't want to miss that. Go do that. Like follow that passion. That's probably giving you a signal as to what your top three, like your top two or three things that you should prioritize should be. What category that falls in. I was listening to this. Uh, what was it? I get all the things I listen to confused. TED Talk. It was a TED Talk. <laughs> I found this TED Talk on time management, and it was super interesting because this woman talks about how she did this – she's like a time management expert or whatever, and she Mm -hmm. did a study of all these different very powerful women's lives. Like she she analyzed all – I think it was like a 1,001 hours or something like that. So she had – they all had time trackers. They tracked everything they did with their time, and she studied it to – see whatever i don't know she didn't actually talk about that she just talked about this one very significant thing that she found which was one woman left to go take care of something and when she came back her hot water tank had exploded and there was water everywhere so that night it meant cleaning it up the next day was calling the plumbers the next day was getting the cleaners out like all this stuff it was like a trickle down effect of like the super busy week she had being filled with plumbers and you know all the people to fix the problem she had and at the end of the week she had found that she had spent seven hours on taking care of this hot water heater and the woman said like if I asked you at the beginning of the week if you had seven hours to train for a marathon or seven hours to devote to learning a new hobby or being with your kids or whatever you'd be like no I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have time. But if your hot water heater breaks, you find the time in your day to prioritize taking care of your house so that it's livable. Mm-hmm. And so what her suggestion was is like we don't have hot water heater breaking situations every week, hopefully. Um but that time she she said time is elastic and I thought that was such a cool yes. description. Because to think of time as elastic, meaning you can bend it in the ways you want. So if you fill your time with saying yes to a bunch of things that you don't want to say yes to, you've now filled your the, the whole expanse of your time with things that are going to drain you, drag you down, make you wish that you were somewhere else. But if you learn how to or powerfully 
not even something negative like that, but it might just be pulling you away from what you actually want to and should be doing. And then you're not making progress on that. Yeah. But if you say, like, if you learn to say no to these things that are like basically a distraction, even though they sound good, that's Mm -hmm. the hard thing, I think. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, coffee with a friend. Oh, yeah, that sounds super good. I'm going to say yes to that, even though that means that my husband just got home from work and he's going to be super stressed because he's going to have to watch the kids after I know that Fridays are a tough day for him, whatever. I'm going to just say yes to my friend because I don't want to make her feel bad. Well, no, like maybe if your husband is your priority in this season, focus on him. That's been – so for me personally, I have my three top buckets that I'm filling. It's my husband, my kids, and this podcast, like everything in raw life. So if something is asked of me and it doesn't fit in one of those three boxes, it's like – then I ask, do I want to do it? Yes. Will it affect, negatively affect one of those three boxes? Mm. And then that's how I make my decision. Like if it's going to negatively affect my workout, well, workout working out isn't my priority right now. Okay, I'll be with my friends because that sounds fun. Is it going to negatively affect my husband or kids? Yes. Okay, then I cannot say yes because those I am I have dedicated myself to serving my husband and kids in this season. If it's going to negatively affect them, I am negating this commitment that I made to fill these three boxes. So that's the way I look at it. I want to say something to that to help our audience understand. So you talk about like you pick three. So what about – like I'm playing devil's advocate here. What about – Yes. 10 years down the line. So you have what? Like an 11 and 14-year-old. Uh-huh. Like so what do you say to like is – is are your kids and your husband always going to take two of those boxes? That's like the top or how do you like then nothing else can ever fill, you know, those spaces. How do you So I don't think that they will necessarily fill those boxes in the same way. So what I mean is I think at another point in my life family could fill one box. I don't for me personally, I don't think family's ever not going to be a box. Yeah. Right now, very specifically, because of the this, just because of the season that my husband is in, he's his own box. Mm-hmm. So, and he's honestly, I think he's probably my top box right now. So that me- makes it he is my priority, which sounds crazy because I've got two kids. But like he, I need him to be in peak condition to be able to co-parent with me. If he's mm-hmm. not fully functioning, then it's going to weaken his like ability to to grab the kids when they're having tantrums and I can't do it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, I want to fill that. And um, right now specifically, it's just because of my husband's work situation. Like work is so stressful for him right now and we're about to move and that's going to be done. And after that, he is going to be able to put one of his boxes as getting back into racing. So mm-hmm. I think that'll fuel him enough that I don't have to keep – him at the top but for this season i'm going to carry him through it until he gets back Mm -hmm. to where he can fuel himself again so at that point i think it'll be back to family or even just kids like the boys very specifically and him and i make decisions for them specifically Mm -hmm. um and then i'll have space for other things and like the podcast isn't always going to be like there there's seasons of this where it's just like kind of flows on its own not when we're not launching a brand new product Mm -hmm. so that's not going to always take up time but, I mean, like, for me, at the end of the day, family is, I think, 
the more I reflect on it, I think family is my purpose, like my biggest purpose here, even though I try a lot of times I try to refute that because I'm like, no, I was born for bigger, better things. But even today, I was watching this uh, TED Talk with Shonda Rhimes, and she is a freaking genius. She created um, uh, she created Scandal and Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder. And she like she's living the dream. Like she's a writer and producer and creator, and she has shows in all these different places. And yet, she realized even when she had it all that she felt burnt out when she wasn't just being with her family, even though sometimes it's boring. And that's how I am. Like she said, sometimes she said, I feel bad that sometimes like I prefer work over being with my kids. That's how I feel too. But it still doesn't mean that I'm not more fulfilled by being with my kids. Mm-hmm. So even though it's boring in the moments and I don't want to necessarily necessarily play and I cannot chase you around the house one more time because I am so tired doesn't mean that it's not the thing that is going to fill and fuel my life the most. Does that make sense? What are you thinking? <laughs> it just like slowed. I lost you. It slowed down so much <laughs> that I couldn't understand what you were saying. And then I laughed. And I was like, well, maybe it'll go along with what she's saying. Maybe it'll what? I was like, maybe like my like expression will go along with what she's saying because it seemed like it was going slightly funny. But it slowed down. And then it sped up, but I couldn't even understand that part either. <laughs> That's just how I said it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to spend more time with the family. It's just a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, the stuff that we're working on is like our our why. And I think most people's why is usually their family, even if they can't admit it. But like mm-hmm. we do things, you know, we have underlying motives and most of those things relate back to – our family. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we want to do – like we have this, this purpose of doing these big things and affecting lives and the world for the better, but that's so that we can leave a better world for our – like the future of our family. Or I know some people that don't have kids, their motivating factors are their family. Like maybe, you know, being able to make a big enough income so that they can then help their parents mm-hmm. who gave everything on very little money to help make sure that they got their college ed- education or whatever yeah. the case may be. I had two thoughts. I lost one of them. You lost one of them? Hold on. I might be stepping on it. Hold on. Is this it? (laughs) I don't know. Um, But one of my favorite things that I heard in that podcast that you sent to me was – and I feel like we – this is a big thing – is I I feel this thought all the time and she put it into the right words is that when you say no to something – even if you really, really want to do it, mm-hmm. it's great because sometimes that means that it's the opportunity for someone else that they needed. Yes. And that can make you feel really good too. And you might not even know or see what's going to happen, but – Break that down. Like so with that. Even as small as – and this sounds so silly, but like when I see a giveaway on Instagram, I'm like, ooh, that would be really fun – to win Uh but I never win those things and sometimes I enter and sometimes I don't for whatever reason but I was like you know what if I don't enter that's a better chance for someone else to win it that's so sweet yeah I think and that's what she was saying like by saying no Mm -hmm. you open a yes for somebody else who might need it way more than you do Mm -hmm. and like how yeah even if you don't know who that person ends up being you know or whatever that's such an amazing opportunity, especially if it's like a girl like you, but a, 
a few steps backwards, like uh-huh. a few steps before. I mean, can you imagine getting that kind of little leg up? Like that's mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. If it's like a a simple like meeting or whatever, you know, just opening that opportunity for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Even like either saying no to a job or leaving a job that like you're kind of scared to leave for this other opportunity yeah. for yourself. That's opening up an opportunity for someone else. Mm-hmm. Another thing to from that same podcast, she said – when you say no, like in the same way that it opens up a yes for someone else, it also opens up a different yes for you mm-hmm. that you don't even know how much of a blessing that could be. Mm-hmm. So by you saying no to something, whatever it is, a coffee date with a friend or whatever, maybe that means that you got to spend like 15 more minutes with your kid and you got to watch them like reach a new height, you know, like see – you know, they discovered how to read this one word or how to say a word or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like there's certain things that we could be missing out on just by going to say a yes that we're only sort of excited about. Yeah. Or, I mean, it could be something even bigger. I, that's a very – another a small example, but yeah. When we're saying yes, a lot of times we think like, okay, do I have the time for it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I can fit it in from this hour to this hour. But this is something that I have just recently, recently learned, that it's not always just about time. It's about mental energy. So maybe we do have an extra hour in our day to, like, squeeze in that coffee date. But getting there means finding somebody to babysit the kids, getting dressed for it, driving there, getting there on time, apologizing that when you're there late. You know, like, all of that energy, which takes up, like it takes up mental space. It takes up your your mental energy, which makes you more fatigued for what's to come. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, lately I've just – I've also been thinking about what – like for right now, for all the stuff we have going on within raw life, I'm making conscious decisions to not do anything that takes away from my mental energy, mm-hmm. which includes like if I – if I want to have a glass of wine at night, I'm like, nope, because that'll make me tired for <laughs> uh-huh. tomorrow morning. I'll just be a little – it's not even that drastic, but it's a little bit slower and I don't want – I don't have t- I don't have time or energy for uh-huh. that yeah. because I want to be at my fullest at 5.30 a.m. when I'm rolling out of bed. I need max capacity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that might have been my other thought that I was thinking of. I told you I found it. (laughs) Is the – so like if if something comes to you and you're like, oh, I don't have time for that, try Mm -hmm. changing that wording to that's not a priority. And if that feels okay Mm. to you that it's not a priority, great. It's not a priority. If it feels bad to you that you say it's not a priority, you need to rethink it. Mm -hmm. So like if your kid comes to you and family is one of your like top things – and they say, can you play with me right now? And you say, I don't have time. Change it to – and it's not like you're going to drop everything that you're doing at any moment when your kid comes to you. But you need to figure out how to prioritize playtime with your kid so that that doesn't happen. Now, if it's, oh, my blinds really need to be dusted. I don't have time for that. And you say, it's not a priority. For someone like me, sometimes stuff like that is not a priority. I don't mind. As long as – as long as my house is or- – and I've talked about this before on the podcast. As long as my house is organized and not filthy, it's mm-hmm. just – certain cleaning things are not a priority to me because they don't add to moving forward in what I'm trying to move forward in, in relationships or work or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, cleaning I don't think will ever be in one of my priority boxes. Yeah, and for some people it is because, yeah, but for some people it's extremely important to them mm-hmm. and that's okay. Well, some people are, they find cleaning cathartic yeah. or soothing or something. <laughs> we aren't those people. No, no, we're not. <laughs> We're not sure how you feel about that, but if you're one of those people, good for you. Yeah. (laughs) No, I had a thought, and now I lost it. Do you see it under your chair? Oh, shoot. Maybe it's – is it over – is this it? (laughs) (laughs) No. Dang. Dang it. Oh, I was going to – that's what I – you're right. That was it. (laughs) Oh, see? I found it. We're good Um, at that. In that – uh, the Shonda Rhimes TED Talk that I was listening to, that was what her – it was her – it was titled, like, The Year I Said Yes to Everything. And her big life-changing yes was – I mean, a lot of it was growing for her. Like, she said yes to spe- speaking engagements when she didn't like to be on the stage. And so she did all of the things that put her out of her comfort zone. But her biggest thing was that every single – she has three girls. Every single time one of them asks to play – she drops whatever she's doing and she does and she says yes even to this day like at that the first one was huge cuz she was running late to something but she's like oh shoot i have to say yes okay you know and then um but then she's stuck with that to where even now she still will always say yes and she says that yes you will always need to like you'll always have laundry to do and dishes to clean and all of that but for one little doesn't keep mm-hmm. and for two it's only 15 minutes. She's like, unless you uh-huh. are uh, unless you are Rihanna or a Muppet, they are not going to be interested in you for longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> so just say yes, give them that 15 minutes, and then go on to whatever is next because uh-huh. they – like that will make such a bigger impact for them. So mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. If you need some encouragement, <laughs> don't worry. You're not a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> unless you are. And then, you yeah. know. I guess the the only last thing that I really had to on this topic was that time is a choice. Like earlier I said how time is elastic, but really like time is your choice. You can do what you want with your time. You can fill it with whatever you want to fill it with. And hold on, I had a thought. What was it? Well, I can oh. speak to that. If- well, Oh, yeah. Uh, go, 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 go ahead. <laughs> well, the again, my podcast lady, she in her priorities episode, she was saying she, you know, was coaching somebody and she said, you literally don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And the lady was like, what are you talking about? Like, I have to ta- pay taxes. She's like, no, you, you actually don't. There are people who don't do it. You do it because you should and because other things will happen if you don't. But you literally don't have to do anything. You choose what you do. I think that's kind of where you were going. That is exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah, is that there? There could be no matter what you choose. Like there are there there will be consequences. But if you choose things that are actually fueling you, the consequences won't be so detrimental. They'll it won't be the government comes after you, right? And so I just want to encourage you to fill your life with what deserves to be there because that's – like you have the power to put whatever deserves to be there, there. So that's all. That's the last thing I wanted to say. I like it. Well, in that case, we did it. We did it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us 
on the first episode of the new year of 2021. We are so grateful that you keep coming back. And if you're brand new here and you're thinking, what are these two crazy nincompoops up to? Well, you can find out more on Instagram at inrallife.co. That's where we share all of our daily thoughts since you only get our weekly thoughts here. Uh, But go ahead and check that out on Instagram. And also, if you've made it this far, you obviously liked at least this episode. So if you could share it, that would be amazing. You can share a screenshot of the episode. You can, if you're listening to Spotify, you can just share that straight to your stories. Share whatever inspires you um, from this episode so that we can spread the good that we are trying to do in the world. And when you do share it, tag us at inrawlife.co on Instagram, and we will share you sharing us. Oh, and also please rate, review, and subscribe, because that will help spread us even further and help our little wings grow. If a priority of yours is to be on a podcast, what? Then (laughs) then you can. You don't even have to start your own. You can send us a clip of yourself and or any of your loved ones who want to be part of a podcast to podcast at inrawlife.com. And what you can say is strength to me means or being strong means and then you fill in the blank. And we just might feature you at the beginning of one of our episodes. We need some of those. (laughs) This is our first one. We don't have one yet. (laughs) Send them on over, people. (laughs) Until next week, we hope that you take in what we've said and take a good look at your life and realize that everything that's happening, you are either putting there in your life or you're making the choice to let it happen to you. So you know, you get to choose how you fill your time. Think about what season you're in, what you want to prioritize at this moment and put your energy there. And if you cannot remember what the heck you were thinking about a second ago, just look under Sierra's shoe. It might be there. (laughs) Bye. thought the baby was crying, but there's no baby in my house. It's just a cat jumping off of a stool. <laughs> I was kind of inspired by a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I said that with a Minnesota accent. <laughs> Priscilla. I can't say it. <laughs> I hide it all under my shoes. <laughs> God, I should have put my phone on Do Not Disturb. So much to do. Um, <laughs> or I know some people that don't have kids. But their motivation, like, motivation, hmm, hmm, <laughs> I felt drunk all of a sudden. Yeah. I couldn't get it out. So, right, woo. You're not a priority right now. They're motivating factors. Their motives. <laughs> it's just funny now. I can't do it.